0: Welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer, and Shelly, let's get right into it. Uh, you have been a TikTok star now for almost two years, <laughs> bigger than your Tech Stream following. I just want to say, uh, I have gotten into the world of TikToks, and what TikTok has been able to do for me. Is allow me to promote my podcast to people who don't follow me. I did a sure. podcast on Obi Wan Kenobi, and we took snippets of the podcast and put it on TikTok, and now all of a sudden, all our numbers went up. TikTok's a great thing, is it? Isn't it? You certainly don't want to ban it again.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to ban it one way or the other. Um, I actually haven't posted to TikTok recently. Um, Mostly because the audience, though huge, doesn't really um, do much for my business. It's other than the bragging rights of having so many followers, you don't really get much for uh, being on TikTok if you're me. uh, I'm sure some people get a lot out of being on TikTok. But uh, and it was I thought it was easy to get a lot of people following and watching. I've got some TikTok posts with three and four hundred thousand views and cool. And what was cool about it was, was the process of getting there, you know, over the few months that I was doing it meticulously every single day, and also starting to learn about the algorithm, which is fantastic. But look, uh, you know, that during the Trump administration, there were, uh, there was an executive order to ban TikTok, and that kind of went away. But just uh, last week, and this is the beginning of July, so we're talking the end of June of 2022. Um FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr wrote an open letter on Twitter, of all places,
0: right. <laughs> to uh,
1: the CEOs of Apple and Google. The irony is, Google. Is, just,
0: is just all over that,
1: that statement. Sure, he should have done a TikTok post. Um, <laughs> but but he, he wrote an open letter to the CEOs of Apple and Google and gave them until July 8, 2022, to respond. And the letter says that he... Uh, Commissioner Carr believes that TikTok is in violation, clear violation of the terms and conditions of both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. And he wants them to remove TikTok from those respective app stores. Or if they don't, then send him a letter by July 8th saying why. But he doesn't call out any other companies. He just calls out TikTok. Now, There are a lot of problems with this, Seth. I mean, a lot of problems. And and they are they're really bothersome.
0: Let's not ignore the fact that TikTok's numbers have grown exponentially since that first Trump thing. You know, TikTok's numbers doubled, if not tripled uh, in, in those numbers. And what the takeaway from it is, is that it seemed like propaganda. It seemed like Something to go against, and, and a, a Fox News thing, and it was—that's what it is. Why is this one different?
1: Well, first of all, you are a hundred percent right about the stats. The most important stat regarding TikTok happened in January of 2022, when TikTok became the most visited website on the World Wide Web, surpassed Google as the most visited website on the World Wide Web, and. That's, that's an unbelievable statistic. And if you're in the media business, right? If you are someone who, who broadcasts things, if you're someone who communicates with video, tells stories for a living, tries to get the right message in front of the right person in the right place at the right time, to find out that the currency of intention, which drives Google's multi-billion dollar annual business, has been surpassed by the currency of attention, which is TikTok's business, that's amazing. And what I mean by the currency of intention and the currency of attention, you don't ever intend to go to Google. You go to Google and you intend to go somewhere else. You search it, Google turns that currency of your intention into wealth by putting things in front of you, you're likely to click on that make money for their stakeholders and shareholders. Right. So, though you, if you look at Google, it's not a search engine. Google is the most optimized advertising delivery engine in the world, ever in the history of the world. And TikTok does a little, does it a little differently. TikTok, its plan is to translate the currency of attention. In TikTok, you are engaged and you are paying rapt attention to TikTok on a single feed, and an algorithm is, taking your feedback and trying to feed you things that will keep you engaged for the longest possible time. And as they understand the metadata around the things you're engaged with there, the algorithm services content that you might click on that there will enrich the shareholders and stakeholders of TikTok at ByteDance. Little different way, right? Google is intention, TikTok is attention. This is a very important distinction uh, especially because TikTok gained that much popularity over something that, I mean, I don't think TikTok should have been able to beat Google to the top of the uh, the, the internet. They, they won the internet. But here's the part that I find super problematic about this call to ban TikTok from the Apple uh, App Store and the Google Play Store. In his letter which you can read, um, there's a blog post at shelleypalmer.com called TikTok Must Be Banned Again. And you can just search that on Google and uh, you'll find a, a direct link to Commissioner Carr's letter so you can see it for yourself. Or you can just search out, you know, Brendan Carr open letter. You'll probably get it that way too. What I'm fascinated by is what he wrote. He wrote down, and this is a quote I'm reading now, It's clear that TikTok poses an unacceptable national security risk due to its extensive data harvesting being combined with Beijing's apparently unchecked access to the sensitive data, to that sensitive data, unquote. And then he goes on in this open letter to enumerate some of the data that he believes TikTok captures. And I'm quoting again, search, browsing histories, keystroke patterns, biometric identifiers such as face prints, text. Images and videos. In other words, the exact same data that pretty much every big tech company Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, YouTube, you go down the list, Google, Alphabet, anything that everybody collects, uses, buys, and sells the exact same data. He lists all of that, which is what everybody collects. And I do mean everybody. Well, right. And then, in what I'm quoting, it says, the list of personal and sensitive data goes on from there, unquote. Oh, really? Why didn't you tell me about the stuff that only Twitter, uh, only rather TikTok has, that sensitive personal data that you're afraid Beijing is going to, you know, make actionable? So this is a real problem because they're going just after TikTok. So is this, my question about this, this call for the ban, is this a clickbait title and Brandon Carr is trying to get some political points? And and I'm saying this in in honesty, not having a dog in the hunt one way or the other. I could care less if Twitter, if TikTok is banned could care less. But China is spying on you is an amazing clickbait headline. That's a wonderful clickbait headline. Here's the part that bothers me. And this is the the biggest problem I have with all of this. Data, as I've said on TechStream a million times, is more powerful in the presence of other data. Data is more powerful in the presence of other data. So if you enrich a profile, if I know your name, that's good. Your name and address, that's a phone book. Your name address, a phone number, that really is the phone book, right? Your name address, your phone number, what you had for dinner last night. Wait, that's interesting. What car you drive, hold on. Where you, where, where, where you like to go to get your clothes cleaned? Like the more things I know about you,
0: sure.
1: The, the greater the profile, the greater the number of data points, the better my chances are of using predictive analytics and getting some level of, of uh, getting a better outcome from my predictive analytics, right? If I, And if my goal is to put the right message in front of the right person in the right place at the right time because I only get paid If you click on something that I get paid for, then the more data I have, the better off I'm gonna be. And that data, like where Facebook got really hurt when Apple put up their Apple tracking transparency, ATT protocol and prohibited Facebook without permission from tracking you around the rest of the internet. Because even Facebook, as big as it is, with three out of four people having a Facebook account, even Facebook isn't big enough to just use its own data to do great predictive analytics. They'd much rather add in all of your browsing history if they could. Sure, They got Facebook IDs all over the place, but if they can't get to them, thank you iPhone, thank you Apple, that cost them billions of dollars. I mean, that really is what took down uh, Facebook's share price in advance of the stock market issues we're having right now. In advance of those headwinds, Facebook got really hammered because they just lost their ability to get outside the rest of the internet. So. Where, Commissioner Carr, are you on all that? By the way. But, but
0: what I wait, hold on. What I don't understand is, is it just because TikTok is owned by a Chinese company and Facebook's owned by American company? I don't know. Is, Here's is that big... the reason?
1: Because what you're saying TikTok's doing, everybody's doing. That's right. Here's a bigger problem, Seth. And I, I really, I think I want everybody who listens to TechStream to get pissed about this, as pissed as I am, actually. I am up for a debate about weaponized data. Ooh, the Chinese are gonna, you know, do something with this data. They're surveilling our kids. It's like, are they really? Okay. They're surveilling our kids. What are they gonna do with that data? They're gonna put some content in front of them that, or they'll learn something about American uh, sentiment or, or uh, psyche or zeitgeist. Really? If you wanted to mess with people, you don't mess with them on TikTok. That's pretty obvious. You mess with them the way they mess with us now. They interfere with our command and control systems, they hack strategically different uh, parts of the internet, different businesses, and they use a gajillion bots to amplify stories that further their propaganda uh, mission. That does not necessarily include posting stuff on TikTok. I I just don't see that as something you could weaponize in any effective way. And the moment that the Chinese tried to weaponize TikTok is the moment that you should and would shut it down. So I don't see that as a threat. Here's a threat, though. Let's get serious about where the data threats are. If I want to talk about weaponized data, the most weaponized data in the United States, no one ever talks about. It's the data that's collected and and, um, used by the credit bureaus. Equifax and TransUnion and the others
0: right.
1: to, Trans- to Trans- control your entire life. And you have zero say. And when something goes wrong, unlike TikTok, which has a perfect feedback loop, because it's you're constantly teaching it what you like, and Facebook, which has a perfect face, uh, feedback loop, you're constantly teaching it what you like, and Google, which you constantly teach what you like, you don't have any feedback loop. You have no idea what they've collected about you. You have no idea who they purchased it from. You have no idea how that credit report is put together. And you have, assuming you do know that something's wrong, which you might not, and you can identify what caused your credit score to be what it is. You've got a multi-month, if not half a year, if not whole year journey before you can do a thing about it. And there the price you pay for a loan, the price you pay for a car lease, your ability to maybe rent or not rent an apartment because they don't believe you're credit worthy or you are credit worthy, the price you'll pay for insurance, that's that's not the tip of the iceberg. I have not heard one person talk about that. You want to talk about weaponized data? Let's go. I got weaponized data for you. How about the illegal use of location-based data in the context of search history for denial of, let's say, insurance coverage? Sure, Google won't in any way allow you to buy against people who are looking for loans online because they know they're financially disadvantaged. So if you type in payday loans in Google, Google will not allow a payday loan company to to go and advertise against uh, someone who's looking for payday loans. If you are looking for a health clinic for a specific kind of disease, they do not let you buy against that. They just don't. But that doesn't mean people can't buy against it. It means Google won't let you buy against it. There are plenty of ways for and you see it because you see ads for that stuff all the time.
0: I just don't understand what the motivation and why you're in, you're, you're putting this deadline. Apple and Google are not going to take their things off their app stores.
1: I don't know. We're going to find out how powerful the government is, how powerful the FCC is. I don't know.
0: If so, do not write a letter to my kids at camp.
1: I, I don't know what the motivation for this was. But I look, I really think this is an important conversation. That's the part about this that made my blood boil. I think weaponized data and the misuse of data in a data-driven world that we live in, and the digital world we live in, Seth, I don't think there's a more important conversation to have. You've got kids. I want to protect them. Uh, I've got uh, kids and grandkids. I want to protect them. And I want to protect them against the things that are, that there are boogeymen that go bump in the night when it comes to data usage. There is a bunch of stuff. You can get 70,000 data points off an Apple Watch a day. You can get 150,000 data points off an Apple iPhone or an Android phone in a day. You add in your online behaviors at your desk or your desktop your laptop, the combined privacy uh, privacy policies at at Alphabet and the ability uh, of the data marketeers and the data brokers to move that data around, and you have no say whatsoever, that needs to be talked about. Do I really think that TikTok is part of that or that in any way that's a danger? It's, I guess, China's just an easy tar- Yo, know, China's the thing. It must, it's purely political. But I really hope that everybody who's listening to TechStream writes a letter to the FCC, writes a letter to your congressman, writes a letter to your senator, and just says, Hey, guys, I think this data combo is really good. Let's have a real one, an intellectually honest one. Let's not be freaking out about oh China's spying it's like everybody's spying on us and i'm not a conspiracy theorist like no, th- no, this hey, is a, but but, this but is real. the thing we're
0: not we're not call, calling from a root, rooftop but there's somebody that's got to say flat out how you know you, you know everybody's doing it why are you singling out them
1: it, it yeah how I mean, has that not been asked to the congress I don't understand. I really don't. And I know China's the boogeyman and I know we need bad guys and I know there's a villain in every story. Hey, let me tell you one thing more about this because it's a great segue into Web3. And, you know, I spend a lot of time with Web3. You know, we've got Med Academy, which is, you know, the free Web3 certifications and where everybody can just go and do stuff, MedAcademy.com. And and I'm really sort of high on Web3 and all things Call it, it's undefined as a, as a technology, but the power and promise of Web3, as we've discussed many times, is that it will allow you, both users and creators to share in the value they create. And, and there's a whole set of tools that are coming together to help uh, make this true. One part of that tool set is a, a group of technologies that fall into uh, identification, self-sovereign identification, SSID decentralized identification did and there's a, a vitalik buterin who is one of the co-founders of ethereum has a white paper out right now with an academic colleague talking about a thing called sbts or soulbound tokens these immutable free of charge non-transferable tokens for identification for the bestowing of credentials and on and on and you know when you think about web3 in the context of of either nfts or cryptocurrency or even the metaverse all these things get conflated and you start talking about the price of crypto and the crypto markets all none of that is part of needs to be part of this the part that's interesting if we're afraid that tiktok is doing something with our data if we're afraid that other com- companies foreign and domestic have access to the same data and we want to know what they do with it if we want to know what types of regulations should be put in place if we want to know you know what government agencies should or should not be involved in this, and if we really want to ask the bigger question, how do we protect people's privacy, but we still uh, promote and foster innovation and support entrepreneurship? We should be looking at some of these Web three tools, which flip the script. <clears throat> these ideas that my self sovereign ID or my decentralized ID or my soul bound token would be data. Uh, my data, sensitive data that I control about me, that I let you use when I want you to use it. Now, we're a long way off from that, but I think it needs to be part of the conversation. If the government's going to talk about regulation, if we're going to talk about banning websites uh, and apps because they, and by the way, the difference between a website and an app is just the way data is surfaced. There's no such thing as a website. There's no such thing as an app. There's a database and the website is uh, HTML, and all the tools around browsers are one way to service the data. And then all of the tools that create the same experience on your phone, uh, the native experience on your phone, or another way to go with that data, we're just talking about the data. How are we going to regulate and use data or collect and use data? Well, then that conversation has to include how will new technologies help me protect my data or, or give me my sovereign digital identity. This gets important in the metaverse, if there's such a thing, and I'm not talking about cartoon characters in a cartoon universe, I'm talking about you and I going through the uh, planet Earth and bridging the gap, maybe using augmented reality either on our phones or possibly one day using like a heads up display in headwear or, or, or glasses. If I'm in a place where I, I've just walked into an environment I'm not going to be, I'm wearing a pair of augmented reality glasses. I'm not going to have, how am I going to log in? I'm going to take my phone out and log in to get the enhanced experience. No, I'm going to have some self-sovereign ID or some digital ID that can be instantly checked on a public ledger, like a blockchain. And then the environment that I'm in is going to know not who I am, but what I want it to know about me. These are really high, high concept. These are really high concept ideas right now, except they're not, they're happening now. So how do we have a conversation? So oh, ban TikTok. What are we banning? We're ban- banning the data collection. Well, if we're That's talking right. data collection, then let's talk data collection everywhere. And if we're talking data right. collection, let's talk let's have an intellectually honest conversation about where the government's role is in all of this.
0: You're right. And and the the reality of it is is that, you know, if you ban TikTok, you'll have a headline for a week. You know, the Supreme Court's not in session. There's no, you know, colossal Changes coming, you know, there'll be be more uh, January 6th hearings. And the reality of it is in the news cycle, it'll go away and that'll be it. But the data theft still exists. So you're not accomplishing the goal. If they came out and said why, and if it's just China, if it's just because it's China, then we're going to have to talk about banning live golf. Or, 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 Or not playing the World Cup of Soccer in Qatar. Are we are are we doing all those things?
1: I don't think we where are, do so. you draw
0: the line? You have to decide that. Not you meaning Shelley Palmer, meaning oh, I understand that, that that's where it has to be decided. So if we're if we're gonna allow Brooks Kepka to go play for live golf, then you know the kid down the street can go on TikTok.
1: I think humbly that we are in a really new place. From a gaslighting, um, fully politicized world where there's a, a conflict brewing that is the, the less obvious conflict. We all know about the left and the right. We all, we all understand that because we see it every day. And that left and right exists all over the world. It's always existed. It's not new. It's, it, it maybe makes the news in more extreme ways right now because of the amplification uh, of, of some of the good and the bad uh, or the right and the left or the, however you want to couch it uh, by social media. But the bigger conflict that's coming, Seth, and I, I see it clearly now, I just don't know how it's going to unfold, is between our capabilities and the government's capabilities. And what I mean by that is you got a Twitter account, you have a WhatsApp account, you have a TikTok account, you have accounts of all kinds of social media and your voice is heard, but you're not alone. And you don't need, in order to be a leader, you need one follower. So everyone is empowered to build a community of practice, a community of passion, or a community of interest around the things they care the most about, and do what they want to do. And that kind of organizing power hasn't been available at this scale because it's empowered by technology. I mean, let's face it. The Revolutionary War in the United States was concocted in ale houses, right, smoking clay pipes and walking outside where you were out of earshot of any imperial involvement. And they sure. planned how to throw right. the, the British out of the United States. They figured it out. Well, so Well, that's it's not the like whole a-
0: concept of this Juneteenth. It's, it's happened before. People didn't know. The Emancipation Proclamation it happens, and
1: people don't know for years. But we have the ability to organize. That's what makes human beings human. What we have never had is the ability to organize at this speed. And I think what you said is really important. The news cycle. It'll be in the news cycle for, what, a minute,
0: two only, minutes, right. a day, on, two
1: days? It almost reminds me of that scene in The Hunger Games where they're, they're sort of, they're calling, you know, they're doing play-by-play and color on The Hunger Games and they're talking about the ratings of The Hunger Games as if like certain gladiatorial aspects of it are going to be better, better storytelling, better ratings. It's like, wow, I think this conflict between normal people and the people trying to control them is going to bubble up very soon, because we've got a lot of pressures on ordinary people. And I just have never, we've never lived in a world with this much technological empowerment. And I think what's interesting is every generation could say this. It's not a unique thought, nor is it a unique position to be in. Every new generation has had technology that far surpassed that of the previous generation, at least in the last century. I think prior to that, human beings spent a lot of time in the agrarian, you know, sort of like, hey, let's, let's plant some corn. Okay, let's, let's eat it. I mean, we spent a lot of time doing, oh, let, let's go get so and so's corn, because our corn didn't come up, I think, bring some weapons. Like, I think we did that for about 10,000 years. But in the last 100 years, it, each generation has had more technology, a lot more than their predecessors, There's certainly more communications technology, you know, you go back 100 years from radio to where we are now, where you've got, you know, That's the body of knowledge of mankind in everybody's pocket at every moment of the day at some point that has to mean something. So that's the conflict I see coming. And when I read stuff like this, I just get angry. So I want everybody else to get angry too. Uh, Not necessarily Commissioner Carr, although he's a great target. If you want to be angry at somebody, Brendan Carr is a great guy to be angry at, but rather than be angry, I'd like you to do something, (laughs) right? Because listen to text stream is great. Well, yeah, but more importantly, use the pen mightier than the sword and get a letter out to your congressmen get a letter out to your senators local officials policy must be made and honestly said I don't care what the policy is because once you know what it is you can plan around the policy to you know you you'll do you you bend the law as best you can and you you know you obey it and you go up to the edge and you try not to go over it but Thomas Jefferson said you know he would much rather leave these documents intact and try to just deal within the frameworks rather than you're know, constantly changing them. But when they need to be changed, they need to be changed. The world is different. We have never had this level of technology before. We need to be intellectually honest about the level of empowerment we have given to everyone. And we also have to be very clear that we've never, we meaning everyone, the, the universe we live in has never been able to collect data the way we can now we ju- You can't go off the grid You don't have that option to go off the grid And since you don't Somebody has got to get a handle on this sooner than later And going after TikTok Not the right place to start
0: Not at all But uh, nonetheless our next uh, podcast Might be recorded live on TikTok And then we'll see how, uh, how how that goes Because we want our data We want to tell China exactly how it should be <laughs> We'll see you next week This is Tech